Welcome back to another episode of Don't Forget to Smile. This is your host, Amulia Vijapurapu, and I am so excited to share more insights with you all today. This is the 11th episode of Don't Forget to Smile, which means that this has been going on for 11 weeks now. This also means that the show is drawing closer to the season finale. These next two episodes are going to be the final two episodes of this season of Don't Forget to Smile. Next week is going to be the season finale, and that is insane to me. I can't believe how far the show has come in the weeks that it has been running, and I cannot believe that we are reaching the end so quickly. Don't worry, there will be a season two of Don't Forget to Smile, so all of this positivity and inspiration isn't going anywhere. Even though this season is almost over, I am still looking for guests and would love to have you. Season 2 has a lot of openings. If you would like to be a guest on the show, direct message the podcast Instagram account, smilepodcast22. Smilepodcast, one word, with the number 22 at the end. I look forward to spreading more positivity and inspiration with you. As we draw closer to the season finale of Don't Forget to Smile, I wanted to focus on lessons that had the biggest impact on me, things that really changed the course of my life and caused unimaginable amounts of growth. My very first episode was about the very first lesson I learned on my path of self-improvement, and that changed me so much. I wanted to end with the last two lessons that helped fill out my path of self-improvement and created the person I am today. The first one I wanted to discuss is detachment. This one was a hard one for me to learn, but once I understood what it meant to detach, it helped a lot with managing my stress and overall feeling more at peace. When I say detachment, I do not mean completely letting go of everything and no longer giving something any care. I mean knowing when the right time to let go of something is and really letting go of it at that point. It's more about creating some space between yourself and the situation so you can breathe and feel better. It is not completely letting go. It is doing what you can to separate yourself in order to relieve negative emotions when they surface. This could apply to any situation. It could be helping someone and knowing when the right time to let go of guiding them is because maybe the toll of helping them is now too much on you. It could be knowing when to let go of a project, assignment, or a general professional situation because now it is completely out of your hands and there is no point of letting the stress consume you. It could be knowing when the right time to let go of people's expectations for you is because trying to live up to their expectations is exhausting and you cannot keep going down that path. Detachment applies to every situation imaginable. The right time to let go is when the costs are outweighing the benefits. When we feel the emotional weight on our shoulders, pushing us down and consuming us with negative emotion. It's when we no longer feel good giving the situation our all, when the positive emotions we once felt have now diminished and instead there are more negative, 
harmful emotions surfacing. We have to realize that though this is our situation, or though we want to help or please others, we cannot do it at our own expense. We cannot get so invested and attached that it consumes us and therefore hurts us. The key is knowing to detach before the harm begins, before we are emotionally taxed and surrounded by negative feelings. For me personally, my biggest issue was learning when to detach from helping other people. I love helping people. I have huge amounts of empathy. In fact, recently, on a personality test, I scored a 97 out of 100 for empathy. So yeah, it's pretty up there. Helping people and having empathy for them is the whole basis of my career. It is why I am a psychology major and why I want to go into the psychology field when I enter the working world. I love helping people, but I could never let go of helping them in their situations. I wanted to make it better, to help them feel better, and I would stay on it and help them because I hate seeing people upset. But sometimes helping them meant I was hurting myself. I was getting too caught up and invested in their pain to the point that their pain became mine. Recently, we had a conflict in the club I am president of, and I had a hard time with it. I wanted to make it better, and I felt the pain of the people involved so deeply. I empathized with them so much to the point that it was hurting me. All I could think about every day was the situation and what I could do to help, and it got to the point where the stress surrounding it consumed me. When I got to the point where it seemed unmanageable to me, I took the hard step of letting it go. It was so hard to detach from it, to put some distance between me and the conflict, but I knew I had to for my own sake. The patterns in my mind were unhealthy, and the only way to change it was detachment. This did not mean that I was completely uninvolved in what was going on. It just meant that I created some space between myself and the issue. I was less involved but still present and helping in any way that I could. That space saved me from spiraling and getting hurt in the process of helping someone else. It helped relieve the stress I was feeling and ultimately, it enabled me to help better. With a clearer head and a lighter spirit, I was able to look at the situation from all angles and contribute to a solution. If I did not create that distance, it would have been nearly impossible for me to keep helping. Detachment helped me help better. That is why we need to know when the right time to take a step back is because it will help us help ourselves reattack the situation with a new perspective. As I said earlier, detachment applies to every situation, not just helping people. In that regard, I saw this at the beginning of my presidency with the pep band at my school. When I first got elected president, I got so invested in the role that I spent almost every day working on things for my club. I loved that I was president, and as a result, I wanted to do everything. I worked every single day on things for my club and getting work done behind the scenes, and it got to the point where that was all I was doing, and it was stressful to balance all of that on my shoulders. 
I was one person trying to do the work of five or six people, and it was a lot. I enjoyed it in the beginning because I was so excited to be president, but at that point, it was too much, and I felt stressed every day trying to balance it all. I had a hard time detaching from those tasks and realizing that I had people on my executive board to help. It was hard for me to outsource the work and lighten my own load because it was hard for me to detach from something I cared so deeply about. I cared about being president, and I cared about flourishing in my role. So I found it harder to separate myself from it and split up the tasks. But it was getting to be too much for me. It was consuming my entire life at one point, and that was the point where I realized I had to detach. Once again, detachment does not mean completely letting go; it just means creating space for yourself to breathe, and that was something I needed more than anything. So I learned to take a step back and share the tasks, and it helped me be a better president. Because my focus was better and my mood had improved, creating that distance helped me feel better and recharge to help me execute my role with a new demeanor. The bottom line here is that it is a very good thing to care about situations and have empathy. I'm definitely not speaking against that. We are allowed to feel nervous or stressed as a result of situations because that is natural. I always say that being nervous means that you care, so the negative emotion is not necessarily a bad thing. It becomes a problem, however, when that is all we feel. When the negative overshadows the positive, that is when we have an issue. We should not dread, stress over, or feel upset about situations that we initially went in feeling great about. Even if we did not go in feeling great, a situation should never consume us to the point where we are negatively impacted. When you are suffering more than you are gaining, that is the point where you need to detach. That point is where we feel more negative emotions than the positive ones, and that means that we have to let go because we're being destroyed inside. Our own mental health, our own emotions. Those are more important than anyone or anything that needs our attention. Give the situation your all. Yes, definitely throw yourself headfirst into it or help someone wholeheartedly. But know when you need to take a step back and help yourself. After all, how are you going to help someone if you can't help yourself first? Put your own needs before anyone else. And recognize when you need to detach from something and take a moment for yourself. It is very difficult to detach. There is a psychological reason as to why it is insanely difficult to let go of something we invest so much in. It is called the sunk cost bias. The sunk cost bias is our tendency to follow through on an endeavor after investing time, money, or effort into it. Even if the costs start to outweigh the benefits, we continue to follow through because the amount that we had already invested in it. We do not want to let go of something because we put so much in. The more we put in, the more we want to stick with it, and therefore the harder it is to detach from it.
In my case with Pep Band, I put in so much time and effort trying to hold it together all on my own, and all that time and effort was a huge investment. I felt like I could not let go and share tasks with others because of the amount that I put in. The cost definitely outweighed the benefits, as it put a huge amount of stress on me, and pep band was all I was doing for the majority of my days. It was getting to me and putting a lot of unnecessary pressure on me day after day. But I couldn't stop putting in all that time and effort because I made such a big investment that it felt like detaching was wrong. I could not let go, no matter how bad it got. But once I learned to detach from it and share responsibility, it was so freeing. Yes, I am the president, and I have to make big time and effort investments in my club. But there are other executive members there too. They can take some of the work. They can invest as well. Therefore, when we all invest a little bit into the club, then no one is investing so much to the point that the costs are outweighing the benefits. So I guess the question now becomes: How do we detach? How do we put distance between us and a situation if our minds are literally not allowing us to do so? This is tricky, as I have been alluding to all episode. But the key is to remind yourself that there is more to the world than just you and this situation. Oftentimes, we get so wrapped up in things that we forget that the outside world exists. We forget that there is more to life than what we are giving all of our attention to at that moment. So take a moment and observe your surroundings. Remind yourself that there is more to the world than what is going on right that second. To do so, get up and take a walk outside and just breathe in the fresh air. Maybe go run errands like grocery shopping or doing your laundry. Chores are a good distraction that take up a good amount of time and helps you focus your energies on something else. Have a day where you don't check your phone or your computer. Just detach from technology and other people. If you can make it so that people can leave you alone for a little bit, then you can create the space you need for yourself to recover. Do something that makes you happy for a day to help improve your mood. Engage in actions that will remind you that your situation is not all that exists. Life keeps moving all around us, so detach by engaging in other things. Detach by taking a few hours or days just for you and only you, and create that distance you need to remind yourself that you have to put yourself first. Everyone else can wait. Just unplug every once in a while and live your life in the world that's moving all around us. Detaching acts like a reset. It clears your mind, improves your mood, and takes all the weight that is on your shoulders off. It is like restarting a computer or hitting the reset button. It helps you start all over after the stress and other negative emotions really start to consume you. By taking that time for yourself and detaching, you are just coming back stronger and better than you were before. Detaching from stressful or painful situations is vital for our mental health, and by taking that step, you will never forget to smile.
Joining me today for What Makes You Smile is Anjali. She has been one of my closest friends since high school and has been a big supporter of this show ever since it was just an idea all the way until now. She helps with a lot of behind-the-scenes stuff like editing all of my scripts for the episodes and providing valuable feedback. Overall, she is just an amazing person who has helped me more times than I can count throughout my life. You will hear all about her next week in my season finale, and you'll really understand how wonderful she is. I cannot wait for her to share with me today. So without further ado, here she is. Welcome to my show, Anjali. Well, thank you for having me. It's honestly such a pleasure to be to finally be on the show, because I'm used to really working behind the scenes. But I'm just glad to finally be a part of it, face-to-face, or phone-to-phone in this case. Well, thank you so much for making the time to be able to speak with me today. And like you said, you've been behind the scenes the entire time my show was running. So it's so nice that you are finally coming out from behind the scenes and being a part of the podcast. I finally emerged. <laughs> yes. I finally emerged from my pod. I have to get it because it's podcast. I like the puns. It's a great way to start the show. <laughs> thank you, thank you. But yeah, so um, once again, thank you so much. And I'm just so excited to hear what you have to say today. Well, I'm excited to speak. All right. So how are you doing? It's, I know we. it's been a while since we've seen each other, but um, just want to know, how are you doing? Um, I'd say I'm doing pretty well. Um, I, it feels like forever, but I didn't get off of by spring break pretty recently and just kind of getting back into the flow of things school's almost ending for this year so yeah well that's good to hear um we i just got off of spring break too so i know that weird like transition period of trying to go back to school after a long break oh yeah it, it's crazy yeah but we're almost there. Just a few more months of school and we're done. So that's always exciting to go into break. You said months, plural. Oh, God. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> we're almost there is the bottom line. Anyway, um, on that wonderful note about school, let's try to think more positively now since we are talking about what makes us smile today. So, are you ready to get started with the segment? Yeah, I totally am. Alright, so let's get into it. So, as you know, um, this segment is called What Makes You Smile. So, I'm going to ask you about what makes you happy and, of course, what makes you smile. So, Anjali, what makes you smile? For me, personally, it's just being around everyone that I know who love and care for me. So, people like my friends, my family, mostly my friends, and people that I get to interact with on a daily basis. Yeah, they just make me feel very loved, very welcome in this world. And I couldn't be any more thankful for them. Wow, that's a really sweet message and a really sweet thing to share. And I think it's always important to remember that we have important people in our lives that give us a reason to smile every day. Alright, so, um, what about these um, family members or friends that you have in your life makes you smile the most? Uh, 
I guess in particular, it's just the fact that they've always been there for me. I know sometimes I'm not the easiest person to deal with. So just having them um, be there for me and kind of help me through life in some the more difficult problems I have in my life, I really do appreciate that. Yeah, and I think it's important for everyone to remember that we always have people around us that are helping us and just, you know, people that we're grateful for to be there every step of the way. So I think it's very great that you're bringing that up. Thank you, thank you. So you talked about um, how your friends and your family have made you smile and how you really like having them there to help you through all the difficult times in your life. So how have your friends impacted your life? Your friends and your family, I should say. How have they impacted your life? Uh, they always know like just the right thing to say. Or if I'm feeling like particularly down, they know to leave me alone and to kind of have me deal with my problems on my own instead of like kind of solving my problems for me because I have a very particular way of doing things so just having them understand the way I interact with the world and um, making me feel valid and my opinions feel heard I think that's the best thing anyone can do yeah, I definitely agree with that. I think just making sure that we, um, our voices are heard and we have that atmosphere for our voices to be heard and for us to be able to go through this process of life is definitely important. Yeah, for sure, for sure. So do you have a favorite memory that you would like to share with either your friends or your family? So my favorite memory with my friends is when... Um, I think last year, we would all go and go to this dinky little park in uh, South Florida, and it was a volleyball court that, it didn't feel like sand. It felt like it was full of kitty litter, but that's besides the point. It would, um, we would set up our net, and we'd all get up early Saturday morning, and we'd go and we'd play volleyball, rain or shine. And even though, like, it wasn't fun in the moment, like, we look back on it now and we're like, wow, we actually did that. We got to spend time together and kind of grow together as a family and suck a little less at volleyball. That's a really sweet memory to share. And even though you share that the court wasn't in the best condition, it definitely sounds like you made some great memories. So, um, what do you like to do the most with your friends or your family? Do you have, like, a specific go-to activity just that just always makes you smile? Oh, my favorite activity with um, my friends is to, so we'll all get in our cars and we'll all drive to um, the nearest, like, boba uh, place. And I don't know why. I don't know what it is about the atmosphere, the drinks, or whatever, but it makes it so inviting and so homey to just sit around the table and talk and eat together. That sounds like a great time. It just seems like a nice little like cozy way to be able to bond and spend time with your friends every once in a while. Yes, yes, of course. 
Alright, so if your friends or your family members that you were referring to throughout this podcast were listening right now, what would you say to them? Uh, I would say just thank you. I'm honestly just so grateful to you guys for um, being there for me. Um, I hope what I've said so far hasn't offended anyone. Please. I'm crossing my fingers right now. But I really do appreciate everything you guys are doing for me. Alright, well that's a really, really great way to end our episode for today. And I am sure that you have not offended anyone with what you said. Because it was all very sweet and it just shows how much you love them and appreciate them. Thank you, thank you. Alright, well once again, Anjali, thank you so much for taking the time to be on my show today. It was just so great to hear what you had to share. No, thank you for having me. I really enjoyed it. Thank you so much for tuning in to another episode of Don't Forget to Smile. I hope my words helped you out or provided you with new insights. Don't Forget to Smile is on Spotify, so be sure to subscribe to the show to stay up to date with all the episodes. And be sure to rate the show as well. Don't Forget to Smile is also on Apple Podcasts and Google Podcasts. So be sure to subscribe and rate the show on those platforms as well. To get more content and behind the scenes of Don't Forget to Smile, be sure to follow the Instagram account for the podcast. The account is smilepodcast22. Smilepodcast, one word, with the number 22 at the end. I hope you enjoyed this episode, and be sure to tune in next week for the season finale. And of course, don't forget to smile.